0: This Faith and Finance podcast is underwritten in part by Movement Mortgage. Movement provides residential home loans in all 50 states. Founded in 2008, amidst one of the biggest financial meltdowns in American history, Movement set forth on a mission to create a movement of change in their industry, in corporate cultures, and in communities. First, they pioneered a unique approach to home loans centered around helping home buyers quickly and easily. Then they created a model so that a portion of their profit creates a long-term positive impact in communities, both close to home and around the globe, through the Movement Foundation and Movement Schools. It all comes back to their mission, to love and value people. Learn more at movement.com slash faith. Movement Mortgage LLC supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179. For licensing information, please visit nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
1: It's great when the value of your home goes up, but there's also a serious downside. Hi, I'm Rob West. Homeowners all across America are getting notices that their property taxes are increasing, and in some areas, increasing a lot. But are those assessments accurate? And if not, what can you do about it? Today, we'll give you seven steps to challenge your property assessment. Then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance, biblical wisdom for your financial journey. Real estate analysts predicted a property tax reckoning would happen this year, and they certainly were right. The dramatic rise in home values has led inevitably to higher property taxes because, in most cases, assessments are automatically tied to property value. While it's fun to get a notice from Zillow or Realtor.com that your home value increased X thousand dollars last month, that's only a paper gain that you may never actually see if you don't sell your home. Meanwhile, higher property taxes are very real, and you have to pay them now. The good news is you can challenge your property tax assessment. It doesn't mean you'll win, but you can always try. Uh, By some estimates, you have a 20 to 40 percent chance of being successful in challenging an assessment. Now, how do you go about doing that? Well, almost all jurisdictions have some form of appeal process, usually within 90 days of receiving a new assessment. Uh, So how do you do that? Well, step one, check when the deadline is for appealing. It should be on your assessment notice, but if it isn't, you'll have to call your local assessment office. Mark that on the calendar with a big red X. Step two, look at your assessment notice again to see how the process was done. In most cases, it's simply a percentage of the market value. Step three, make sure that your local assessment office has applied any reductions or credits you're entitled to. Uh, These are things like homestead exemptions and credits for veterans, the elderly and the disabled. Uh, You may have to show evidence that you're entitled to a particular benefit. Very often, homeowners fail to take advantage of these breaks. Now, Step 4 is to make sure that the official description of your property is accurate. Your local assessor's office should have a record card on file describing your property. You can ask to see it. Look for discrepancies, like an extra bedroom or bathroom that you don't really have. The assessor may be able to correct a mistake on the spot, so you don't have to make a formal appeal. More likely, you'll need step five, which is to start comparing your property to other homes in your neck of the woods. Make sure you're doing it apples to apples. Uh, That means comparing your property only to those with similar features, roughly the same square footage and lot size, the same number of bedrooms and bathrooms. If you don't have a basement, don't compare your property to others that do. Even an unfinished basement can add 15% to a home's value. Now, if you see that you're being assessed a higher amount than similar properties in your neighborhood, well, you have grounds for an appeal. In step six, then you start building your case. Uh, The appeal process itself will vary, so you'll need to check with your local assessment office to see how it's done and to get all the necessary forms. You'll need to gather and organize your evidence. That would be the value of comparable homes you've dug up, photographs, and even blueprints if you have them. Use them to fill out the paperwork for your appeal. And finally, step seven, you file your appeal with the assessment office. You may have to wait several months before you get an answer, and it may not be the answer you want, but that doesn't mean you should give up. Most jurisdictions have an appeals board where you can make your case in person. But if you end up in front of the board, stick to the facts and don't try to debate tax policy. Save that debate for your elected representatives. You also don't have to do all of this on your own. If you're willing to shell out a few hundred dollars, you can hire an independent appraiser to get a more accurate value of your property. But first, make sure your jurisdiction allows outside appraisals and that your appraiser is certified by the Appraisal Institute or the American Society of Appraisers. You may be wondering if this is all worth it. Well, not if you discover fairly early in the process that your assessment is similar to comparable properties, but if it isn't and you appeal and win your case, well, you'll enjoy a lower tax bill year after year, and that would definitely be worth it. All right. Your calls are next. The number 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. By the way, you can call that number 24 seven. I'm Rob West and this is faith and finance, biblical wisdom for your financial journey, helping you apply God's wisdom to the practical decisions you're making today. We'll be right back.
2: What if your everyday purchases could support biblical causes? With the all-new Cash Rewards Visa Card from Christian Community Credit Union, a portion of every purchase goes to ministries that spread the gospel, combat human trafficking, and protect vulnerable children. Plus, earn unlimited 1.5% cash back. Visit joinchristiancommunity.com. Membership eligibility required. Each account is insured up to $250,000. This institution is not federally insured.
1: Are you searching for a way to become a better, faithful steward of the resources that God has given you? Well, download the FaithFi app and join the 37,000 others who are already using our app. The FaithFi app will provide you with wisdom, community, and simply help you stay on track with your finances. We have three money management options to choose from, so find an option that fits your unique needs. It's available on desktop or mobile. Simply go to faithfi.com and click App to get started. Welcome back to Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. This is the program where the 2,300 verses on money and possessions found in God's Word intersect with today's financial decisions and choices. The number to get in on the conversation, 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. All right, every line is full, so we're going to take as many questions as we can. Let's head to Pennsylvania. Hi, Bev. Thanks for calling. Go ahead.
2: Hi, I just a quick question. Yes, ma'am. My husband is retired, um late 70s. I'm retired as well, and I erroneously, I guess, have allowed a premium to be continued to be paid quarterly on a life insurance policy. It is $150 a quarter. Um death benefit is 25,000 on him. And the cash value currently is eight thousand, like four hundred or something. My question is, are we better off just cashing that out and prepaying um, part of uh, funeral expenses, or should I just keep paying the premiums and um, use it when it's needed?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, so you're you're paying $50 a month, $600 a year for a $25,000 policy. Uh, I, you know, the fact that you can get 8000 out, if it were me, I'd reclaim that $600 a year, take that $8,000, and I'd put that in the bank uh, personally. I mean, you can pre-plan your funeral expenses, um, which would allow you to make all the key decisions so loved ones don't have to make those decisions in an already difficult period, but then uh, perhaps not prepay. Some folks like to prepay and have that done as well. The only thing to consider there is a a funeral home could go out of business. Uh, You may want to just you know, you may decide at some point to be buried somewhere else. Um, of course, if you wanted to go ahead and do it, there's plenty of folks that have and, and uh, have a lot of peace of mind that that's done. But I think the key is uh, the pre-planning. So whether you put it in the bank at four and a half percent and you boot, boost your emergency fund and add $600 a year to it, uh, or uh, you go ahead and take that money and add some to it and, and prepay for the funeral expenses, I think in either case, if it were me, I'd probably drop that policy. Okay, very good. Okay,
2: thank you so much. Appreciate
1: you. All right, Pev. Absolutely. Thanks for your call today. Uh, Narrows Park, Illinois. Hi, Storm. Thanks for calling. Go ahead.
3: Hey, Rob. I love your program. I listen to it all the time. I've learned so much.
1: Thank you very much. Uh,
3: I, my question is: um, Every year around Christmas time, I have about a thousand to twelve hundred dollars to spend on now five grandkids. Last year, I had four, but I had a new one as of June thirtieth this year. Yep. And so I started. I decided, well, I don't want to buy X and all this kind of stuff anymore. So last year, I decided to start buying bonds for them, like just two hundred dollars or something like that. And I was going to ask you if you thought that was a good idea because I will have that money
1: available every year for them. Yeah, I like you investing it for them. I mean, perhaps you may want to find a happy middle because, you know, they, I would suspect, enjoy uh, toys at Christmas, but maybe you dial it back a little bit so you can give them something they will enjoy right now and invest, you know, for the future. Uh, In terms of the investment vehicle, are you using I-bonds? Yes, I-bonds. Yeah. I- I'm not a big fan of the I-bonds right now. I mean, they were very attractive, uh, you know, whether it's uh, maybe a little over a year ago when they were paying 9.6%, and then is still attractive at 6.8%. But now that they're now in the fours, and I suspect when they reset again in October, they're coming down even lower. And as a result of that, they're just not, you, you can do better than that in a in a high-yield savings account. Um, I-, I think it really is going Going to come down to the time horizon for each child. Uh, As long as there's at least five years, preferably 10, which I know you have one that's one month old, well, I would invest that in probably some uh, either exchange traded funds that capture the broad moves of the stock market or just some high-quality mutual funds um, that would allow it to grow over time. And, you know, you can not only get the money that you're putting in, but the growth that would be associated with it as well. Now, for the 15-year-old, the oldest, you're only three years out from potentially wanting to bless this child with that gift – And you probably don't want to put that at the risk of the market, so I'd probably just put that in a CD. Uh, Right now, you can get 5.5%, better than you get in the I-bond, but it's completely safe and liquid. Um, Now, you're not wanting to earmark this specifically for for college. Is that right, Storm?
3: No, because I want them to have the money just in case they decide to just open up their own business or go to trade school or something else. Sure, sure.
1: No, that's great. So what I'd probably do if it were me is cash out those I-bonds as long as they've been in there for a year. Uh, you've been getting a great interest rate the last year. I'd probably open a a, um, a brokerage account, one for each of the grandchildren at Fidelity or Schwab. Um, and then if you use Schwab, you could use the Schwab Intelligent Portfolios, which would be a way to create a passive index uh, strategy and it would be very low cost, and it just capture the broad moves of the market. And then for those that have a time time horizon of less than five years, I'd just buy some CDs. And then you could just automatically fund those. It'll be very low cost. And when it's time to turn it over, you can bless them with a wonderful gift. How does that sound?
3: That sounds great.
1: Okay, very good. You're welcome, Storm. God bless you. Thanks for your kind remarks about the program today. Uh, To Jolene in Omaha. Hi, go right ahead
3: yeah i live on security disability and i don't have a lot more coming in due to cancer stuff so i'm not able to like go
2: work at all and i'm taking care of a child on my own so how do you keep afloat
1: yeah you know this is really challenging jolene i've counseled with hundreds and hundreds of single parents and It's really just a matter of first doing the best you can with what God has provided, and that's always going to come back to limiting your lifestyle, having a spending plan, uh, really thinking about carefully every expense, looking to keep lifestyle modest so to the best of your ability you can live within your means, because that's really the beginning point of everything, and I realize that's easier said than done. Then when you have uh, additional money coming in through a gift of somebody that identifies your need and wants to help uh you know try to keep your lifestyle in check so you can build up that emergency fund over time that's really going to be key to you being able to deal with the unexpected um you know, I would love to have one of our certified Christian financial counselors reach out to you, and it wouldn't be any cost to you for this. We'll pay for the cost. But, you know, just getting a fresh set of eyes on this, Jolene, somebody who can look at your situation, help you analyze your budget, make sure there's not anything you're missing there. Uh, you know, there's not any kind of, secret uh, sauce here with regard to how you go about this. It's going to be challenging, but bottom line is, you know, this is also where the body of Christ comes in. And hopefully there are people on your path that will see The needs that you have along the way. And this is, you know, one of the ways God provides is uh, hopefully people being generous with you and for you. And that means, you know, being willing to accept that assistance uh, as it's provided as well. But at the end of the day, the only two things you can do are reduce your expenses or increase your income. And once, you know, both of those are Uh, done fully exhausted, then it's just a matter of trying to create a plan that allows you to live within your means to the best of your ability. It's not going to be easy. And, um, you know, that's why uh, hopefully people will come alongside you to encourage and support you along the way. So uh, would you be open to having one of our counselors reach out to you? Yeah, that'd be such a blessing. Awesome. We'd love to do it. All right. So you hang on the line, Jolene. We'll get your information. We'll have one of our CERT CFCs give you a call and over the phone and maybe through a video conference. When you have some time, they can help you take a look at that budget and maybe give you some counsel in your specific situation. Thanks for being on the program. May the Lord bless you. Well, we need to take a break. This is Faith and Finance. We'll be back after this.
3: We're grateful for support from Movement Mortgage, who provides residential home loans in all 50 states. Guided by a mission to love and value people and a goal to redefine the mortgage process, Movement seeks to help others achieve their financial goals. You can find out more at movement.com faith. Movement Mortgage LLC supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179. For licensing information, please visit nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
1: We're grateful for support from Eventide Investments on the Faith and Finance Program. Eventide's approach to values-based investing is grounded in the belief that humankind was created in the image of God, with intrinsic dignity, value, and worth. Eventide calls this investing that makes the world rejoice. More information is available at EventideInvestments.com. That's EventideInvestments.com. Welcome back to faith and finance. I'm Rob West. This is the program where the 2,300 verses on money and possessions found in God's word intersect with today's financial decisions and choices. The number to get in on the conversation, 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. Let's see, to Chicago. Hi, Tiffany, you go right ahead.
2: Hi, um... I am calling because I do listen to your program on a regular basis, and um, I have pretty much shot myself in the foot. Um, I have used uh, shopping as a means of creating some happiness in my life after my children went off to college. They all went off last year together, oh, wow. and I started spending money. And uh, now I am in some credit card debt and I just want to know, is there a certain somebody that I can call that would help me with this kind of uh coping mechanism, the, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> the addiction
2: yeah. I have now stopping?
1: Sure. Well, I'm so sorry to hear you're in this situation and we certainly want to help you move forward uh, from here and, So you can honor the Lord as a steward of these resources. You know, I think the first step is really just to, it's going to be important to know whether your shopping habits, you know, have become extreme and certainly may constitute a behavioral uh, issue, uh, a a true addiction beyond just occasional leisure shopping in that is a very real thing uh and you know often we'll take a mental health provider uh, to rec- help you recognize this it sounds like you, you already have and then deal with this as a behavioral uh, challenge and help you you know create healthy habits moving forward um so that you can and get beyond this um I think, you know, reaching out perhaps to, you know, first your primary care physician uh, just to ask to a referral for a a therapist, Um, you know, could certainly check with your local church as well. We'd be happy to provide somebody that would help you look at the financial side and help you get on a plan to deal with the finances. But money issues are hard issues. And if there really is something going on underneath the surface that really has, you know, taken a shopping habit and turned it into to a true addiction, then obviously that needs to be dealt with. And depending upon the severity of it, you know, they'll work with you and create a plan to help you get beyond it because we need to help you find more healthy coping strategies uh, to move forward. So let's do this. Uh, We want to get your information, get somebody in touch with you. And uh, I'd love for you to reach out and get some help as well from a mental health counselor. Stay on the line. All right, let's round out our program today. Uh, We've got a few more questions here we're going to try to tackle before we say goodbye. To Indianapolis we go. Hi uh, Julie, thank you for calling. Go ahead.
2: Hey Rob, thanks for taking my call and thanks for sure. what you do. Thank you. I have three. Yes, yes, sir. I have three hundred thousand dollars in various CDs account, CD accounts. My Got specific it. question: Should I try to manage that, or stick like take it out, try to manage it, or stick with the CD Ameritrade company because? In fees, I have paid $1,945, and I have only made $1,687. So I feel like I'm losing money because he charges $1.25.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. here's the thing. I mean, if if all you're going to do is invest in CDs, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing because I don't know anything about the purpose of this money, the time horizon on it, your age and risk tolerance. But if your objective is to own guaranteed products like certificates of deposit, then there's no reason for you to pay one and a quarter percent a year to invest in CDs. Now, typically, an advisor is charging one and a quarter percent a year on a $300,000 portfolio is actively managing that account. There might be a mix of some stocks and some bonds and, yeah, maybe some CDs and money market, but it's largely stocks and bonds. And there's a, you know, a, an intentional strategy there to protect and grow this money. And, you know, the one and a quarter percent is very appropriate because they're going to really try to, uh, you know, protect what you have, but but outperform the markets in terms of growth. But again, if, if really your objective is to own guaranteed products like certificates of deposit, uh, you're exactly Exactly right. There shouldn't be, you know, there's no reason to pay a point and a quarter to do that.
2: Because I've listened to you and I think I can try to ladder them myself, and my credit union is 5.06 APR.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's so, great. The only thing I fasting? would say is these rates are probably fairly temporary. Now, when I say temporary, maybe the next couple of years, I mean, you could lock these up for five years right now in the fours, if that's all you need. But if we're looking longer term, I mean, even in your seventies, and I don't remember if you told me your age, but let's say somebody in their seventies, if you're in good health and the Lord Terries, you know, you may need this money to last, you know, couple of decades or more. So I guess I would just wonder, uh, you know, you don't want to take unnecessary risk, but is there a case to be made that some of this should be more actively invested so that long term, not while we're enjoying the five and a half percent in the CDs, but long term, you can outpace inflation and uh, avoid losing the purchasing power due to inflation by getting this money working for you. Yes, you'd add some risk to the portfolio, but you'd also increase the potential return as as long as you have a long time horizon, I'm okay with that. What are your thoughts on that versus just staying with the laddered CDs?
2: I'm 58. I'm a retired okay. teacher and okay. I have 299,000 in a rollover IRA. Okay. My kids are 19, 18, and 17. So hopefully I I am going to be around a long time, but yeah. I just I worked so hard to get that money into those CDs and then I just feel like He's taking a bigger chip of it and and isn't really doing much because CDs aren't that labor-intensive.
1: No, they're not. Compared but, to,
2: yeah.
1: No, yeah. So I would agree with you. If you stay in CDs... And you feel like that's the right place for you, and ultimately that's your call. You're the steward. Then you're exactly right. You don't need a broker. You can do this yourself. You can ladder them up, and your money will be guaranteed by the FDIC as long as you don't go over two hundred fifty thousand in any one uh, institution with the same titled uh, category of account. Uh, But I would just throw out that should you consider trying to get a little better return with a part of this so that over time, you can outpace inflation. And if you decided to do that, well, then I would say for that portion, he's gonna earn or she's gonna earn their fee of one and a quarter percent as they build a more actively managed portfolio. But if you wanna stick with the CDs, great. And I would agree, you don't need to be with an advisor to do that. You can absolutely do that yourself. Uh, Make sure you check out bankrate.com as you're researching these CDs because that could give you some great options, probably with some online banks in addition to the one you mentioned locally that could be worth considering just as you try to maximize that return, again, with an FDIC or NCUA insured credit union. Thanks for your call, Julie. I hope that helps you. We appreciate you being on the program. Dawn and Don, I apologize we didn't get to you. Lynn can try to get your phone number. We'll see if we can get you scheduled for another broadcast. If you like today's program, why not share it with a friend? And while you're at it, share the FaithFi app with them as well. Help us get the word out. Thanks for listening and sharing. And I hope you'll come back and join us again next time for another edition of Faith and Finance. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you.